Hi, and welcome to Fan Slash Fiction with Andrew Slash Zach. I'm Andrew Gum. I'm Zach Dunsing. And on this special Halloween episode, Spooky. we discuss Slasher Slash. And the most goth film of all time. Get ready to be scared. Um, you know what our producer dressed up as for Halloween? What? Michael. He uh, he had an American flag t-shirt on and um, had face paint on like the crow and he went as goth brooks oh that is good it's pretty solid yeah he had like a, you know the the wireless headset microphone and everything Cowboy oh hat. good for him it's pretty solid <laughs> Happy Halloween, Zach. Happy Halloween, Andrew. Even though it's, you know what, they'll never know. Happy Halloween. Yeah, yeah this is happening and releasing on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that's true, we can't tell the future. So. Today is Halloween. <laughs> How about those midterms? Yep, yep. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they're so spooky. It's, it's Halloween of next year. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's it, a think what a radical shift this country took. I know. Seriously, I mean, who expected? Well, I think we all expected the Great War, but uh, sure. But I can't believe you can just hunt them down like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You mean it? It does make sense, but it in a yeah. brutal way, like in a sure. purge kind of a way. Yeah. But yeah, I just yeah. I, the legislation just passed rather quickly. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. So, uh, good people of Halloween 2020, uh, hello, and I hope that the bunker is holding and that, uh, you know, this is coming through okay. So, I'm sure some idiot executive has pitched the idea of Halloween 2020. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know that after the the success of this Halloween- Of Dave and Gordon Green's Halloween? Yeah. Uh, which, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's like- I haven't like, seen it. It's fine. <laughs> But they're definitely going to make another one now because it, it made a bunch of money. So. Weird, yeah. I mean, I, I I am a fan of David Gordon Green, even like shit like Your Highness that nobody but me likes. Um, I liked Your Highness. It was Highness such a great. dumb idea that they really committed to, which I thought was great. I think that's the problem. I think that's why people don't like it is because they actually – it is a dumb premise and it is just a stoner comedy, but they actually commit like – a hundred and ten percent to the fantasy element (laughs) and i think that like throws a lot of people off yeah yeah like they they tell a full-blown fantasy story Mm -hmm. the scene where he in your highness where he crushes up a fairy and snorts it (laughs) is pretty intense yeah it's it's great it's i'd (laughs) say that it's like i don't know it's basic it's like basically the same thing that rick and morty is just maybe a little bit ahead of its time which is why nobody liked it yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's a it's a totally it's a totally decent entry into the slasher movie uh, pantheon or whatever. But sure. I just there's something about just slasher movies that just don't do it for me because it seems like the only real theme 
that they're wrestling with is it would be a real bummer to get stabbed. Yeah. Well, you'll like some of the content I'm talking about today because it's actually slash slashers. So really, there's an oh, added that's element. Great. I mean, it's not not real. I mean, not in as elaborate as that sounds, but oh, that would be a funny. Just oh, I wish I had looked for that specifically. All slash involving all of the different mm-hmm. male slasher villains, like mm-hmm. Mike Myers and the Scream Kids. <laughs> and, well, yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, I mean, should we just get into it? <laughs> yeah, dude. Tell me what you okay, find. Well, I'll start with the first one. So, I basically, yeah, because it's Halloween, I tried to uh, exclusively find Halloween-themed slash fiction. Um, <sighs> well done, man. One of which is just called Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers. and Excellent. It's basically- Who's a top, who's a bottom? That's the big question. I, I, think it, I think what they're implying is uh, that Voorhees is the top here because- uh, mm-hmm. I guess he's the taller of the two. Hmm. So they, they just they both seem like pretty big dudes, but I, I guess think they Jason... are big. I think they are big dudes, but Jason Jason is taller. At least they mentioned that several times in the story because the whole thing is that like uh, Michael Myers is just hanging out in a stolen hammock, and sorry, in a hammock that Jason stole for him <laughs> that from is the community. So sweet, <laughs> it is sweet. They're just yeah. so they they live on the lake. Uh, <laughs> Camp uh, Crystal Lake? Crystal Lake? Great. Camp Camp Crystal Lake. Or I guess, yeah, just Crystal Lake. Um, So, yeah, they're just hanging out. Well, Michael Myers is just hanging out, like, kind of moping around because he's kind of – he's upset that Jason is out killing teenagers – but he couldn't without him. Well, he was he was with him at first, but then he noticed that one of one of the teenagers looked like his older sister, now dead. So Which, like I mean, and he loves killing his older sister or anyone that reminds him of his older sister. So probably yeah. got a little jelly. Well, yeah, he did. He got well. He 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 got upset from seeing someone that looks so much like his older sister, and then had to go home while his while Jason is out killing the rest of these teens. But the whole thing is that, um, you know, Jason comes home. Also, there's here's the only um, note from the author in the story. It just says, notes, don't ask me about the dogs. I just picture Jason as a dog person. Because <laughs> I mean, on their lake house, now they have that a I bunch think of about dogs. It, I do think of Jason as a dog person, you know? I don't know if he's a dog person, but he's 101% not a cat person. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The only cat person in horror is Freddy Krueger. <laughs> he's definitely, oh, definitely a cat person. Yeah, 100%. Um. So yeah, Jason comes home and is like, are you okay? What's going on? And Michael's like, yeah, I'm just upset because, (laughs) sorry, quoting here. It's just that, Michael sighed, it's just that one of the girls that were trespassing looked like my sister Judith and I, and then he breaks off and kind of starts crying. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They're both talking? Isn't that the whole oh, yeah. thing that <laughs> no, no, neither okay. of them ever talk? <laughs> okay, so here's here's the whole thing, right? So they have this long, like, heart-to-heart, right? And there's, like, basically they have this heart-to-heart until Jason starts saying increasingly f***ed up things. Basically, he starts saying increasingly f***ed up things until Michael gets upset with them and is like, you know, like you're saying these f***ed up things. Um, but then they're about to, like... 
get down and dirty by the fire, right? Sure, sure, yeah. As, as consenting adults do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a there's a ring at the doorbell, and they're like, "What's going on?" So Michael goes and checks it, and it's his niece. <laughs> so it's, I guess, the dead sister's daughter, who he has, and I'm quoting here, a great relationship with. Oh well, that's nice. Yeah, really, uh, so, really bridging, bridging so old family, uh, old family strife, like murdering her mom. Exactly. So there's this whole thing where like Michael leaves um, to go get something from one of the other rooms, and Jason's just standing there, and the the niece is like trying to make small talk with Jason, but gets increasingly <laughs> annoyed because he doesn't respond at all. Like, he doesn't say anything. He's just well, yeah, standing that's there. Well, yeah, like, that's his whole vibe. Apparently, he only talks to his to his boo. Well, yeah, so that, like, that's what the story is implying is that they communicate very affectionately and have, like, uh, really great open line of communication between one another, but do not say a single word to anyone else. Oh, well, that's very sweet. I like yeah. that imagining. It's like they save up all their words just for pillow talk. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, I mean, that's so that's basically it. They just talk, and then the, the niece uh, leaves, and then they like get ready for bed. And there's some, you know, innuendo. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I read. So this actually this was the first one I read, and it's funny enough, this was the very first thing that came up when I looked on EO3 and just typed in Halloween. And oh, the name really? Of, mm-hmm. Nice. I looked up Halloween too. I was, I it was a real mixed bag. Oh yeah, well, so this I, and this there's not a ton to the story. I just want to talk about it for a couple of interesting reasons. One, the title is called Halloween, comma Halloween Magic. Mm. That's a twofer. Um, it's a twofer for sure. Okay, so this one's just sort of interesting in how how I got to it, or how how like just what I read about it. Because essentially, what it says is that there's an editor's note that's like this. This story was uploaded to EO3 in, like, 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started looking into that, and it, it comes from a community called The Basement. The Basement was a, like, blog of X-Files slash fiction that started in 1998. Nice, which we've already covered. Exactly. So this kind of – it was one of those things that we talked about in, um, in the last episode. But – so it basically, like – that was its own thing. And then there's an organization called OTW, which is the Organization for Transformative Works. Mm. And they, so like fan lore is one of their projects. It's like the fandom Wikipedia. Oh, cool. But they're, um, they have a project called Open Doors. And Open Doors is dedicated to preserving fan works. And that's like the project that resulted in archiving all of this basement stuff on eo3 oh cool so they're like like uh art historians like preserving fan fiction yes exactly cool yeah so that's what i was interesting about that and then i so i read through the story and it's, it's so like i said it's a x-files slash fiction about um walter skinner which is Mulder and scully's boss mm-hmm. and alex krychek do you remember alex krychek i don't Krychek rings a bell. He sounds like a bad guy. He was, yeah. So he was kind of like the anti-molder. Like the first time you see him, he beca- he's like 
Mulder's partner when Scully is gone, but you realize very quickly that he's working for the cancer man and he's just like, he's always like pulling strings, but he, he moved, he switched sides like all the time throughout the series, gotcha. but he was, he was just like, a, he was basically other than the smoking man. He was, uh, like one of the main antagonists. Cause he was just this other agent that was always up to no good. Gotcha. But this Quick is... sidebar. An anti Mulder is a doldrum. So just, <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually, but it's close enough. I, I hate you. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's a fair response. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so this story is pretty straightforward. It's just like, so they, it's, it's broken up into three parts and like the first part, it's just the two of them. They're having Scully over for dinner. Uh, Krychek makes a lasagna. He's really nervous cause he doesn't know how to talk to Scully. Um, the d- lasagna is delicious. They, uh, you know, they just, they talk about music and museums and stuff. Um, in the second and then, you know, and then Scully leaves. And then the second part, they like, go to a costume party at a museum um, because it's around Halloween and they have a nice time. And then, uh, or sorry, it's in, broken up into four parts. So then uh, in the third part, I guess, or I guess this is the end of the second part, they get back from the museum costume party and just f- each other's brains out <laughs> on um is there at least some patio. preamble or do they like, has there been slowly growing costume related tension this whole time? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like, there's this whole day. Nice. Uh, Skinner brings up that his like favorite show when he was a kid was, um, the green Hornet. Mm. And so he keeps like, there's all this like green Hornet banter about whether or not the green Hornet and Cato like have a thing together. Mm. Well, um, they definitely do. They definitely do. So, yeah, I mean, and then the fourth, the final act is uh, they go, they go on a hayride with uh, Skinner's cousins. Nice. That's it. That's nice. There's not really much to it. That's great. Well, I'm glad that they found love. Yeah. And, and finally put that whole uh, Green Hornet Cato thing to bed. Yeah. Well, it's not the only thing they put to bed. Hey. Hey. Okay. So, (laughs) uh, well, and so then I found one interesting, so this one's like. Uh, this one's not Halloween the season themed, but it just has to do with Michael Myers. So this is the summary. From, okay, so the name of the story is called Apples, right? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, when I was looking for the Michael Myers stuff, I was specifically looking for like hurt comfort Michael Myers stories. <laughs> just because I want to see how that how that would work. Yeah, naturally. I just I want Michael Myers to you know have a someone see his face mm-hmm. and b appreciate it. Well, <laughs> my friend, I have just the story for you. Great. That I would say is literally the only thing that happens in the story. Excellent. Well, see, someone someone knew that there was a desire for that out in the world from me. So thank you. Who is the uh, author? Uh. Either Sad Boy Hours or Dr. Monster Love. One of those is in parentheses, but they're right next to each other. Great. I don't Great. imagine it's Sad Boy Hours, Dr. Monster Love. But I mean, though that is an elaborate name that I would appreciate. Yeah. So, basically, the name of the story is called Apples, and the summary is, wrote something to calm myself down earlier. The title came from exactly what set me off in the first place. Wait. He got real upset about apples. <laughs> Doc accidentally hurts himself and just loses it. Gotcha. So I guess Doc is the main character. So yeah, I mean that's exactly what you s- sounds like. He 
or they, I don't know if it's a guy or girl or what, but um, they go into the kitchen, they grab a big knife, they start chopping apples, the knife slips, he, they cut their fingers, it bleeds, then they completely lose their shit and have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole time, like, they keep hearing, you know, like, squeaky floorboards and stuff in the house. Cool. <laughs> so it's like, uh, they cut their hands, they completely lose their shit, they have a panic attack, and then Michael Myers shows up with their butcher knife. Mm-hmm. And the person, the original person starts freaking out even more and is just like, what do you want? Full-blown uh, hyperventilating panic attack. And then Michael doesn't do anything. And then they say, Michael, what the f*** do you want? Mm-hmm. Michael doesn't do anything. But then, I'll just read this paragraph. Great. With one swift motion, his hand shot up and ripped off his mask. His eyes wide and eyebrows knitted together in a mixture of emotions. His lips were pursed, and it was obvious he was worried. Worried, confused, angry, maybe even a little frightened. The tears started flowing again, and without thinking, I leaned myself forward and put my head on his, in his lap, making him jump slightly. I knew he... <laughs> sorry. I know he has an aversion to touch, but in the moment, I wasn't thinking. I sobbed in his lap even harder when he started petting my hair calmly. God, I'm so sorry, Michael. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to yell at you. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. What was he doing yelling at Michael? What did Michael ever do <laughs> except well, all the murders? <laughs> except all the murders. Nothing to them, apparently, but can we uh, can we deconstruct this for a second? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there seems to be a lot going on there. These people seem to, A want to be comforted and probably really has a panic disorder uh wants to be comforted but wants to be comforted by like a movie serial killer so that's um yeah there that's that's kind of i guess my issue with this which is that clearly this person um yeah has anxiety or whatever and is writing about it to help them and that's great but that they basically seemingly wrote verbatim exactly what happened to them earlier that day. The only thing they added was that Michael Myers came in and sympathized with them. And that's what made them feel better. Yeah. Why, I wonder why? if they were like, this was in 2016. Is that what you said? I didn't say. Oh, okay. Well, if this is a modern story, then maybe... Like, if this came out recently, maybe they had a panic attack, they were thinking about it, and then they, like, went to go watch Halloween or something like that. And so they're literally transposing that part of the experience in. I'm just trying to think of why Michael Myers comes to mind as the as the agent of comfort here. This was apparently published in July of 2018. Okay, so at least, like, the trailers were out at that point. So maybe, but well, yeah, I mean, but it doesn't have to connect to the movie that just came out. I mean, like Michael Myers is a presence in, in the zeitgeist. They could have just maybe, I don't know, always been afraid of the original Michael Myers in the original Halloween. And this was a way to, I don't know, take some control over that. Yeah, maybe so. I, I kind of like the idea of a merciless killer 
being, you know, the thing that they needed to like take their their mask off was seeing mm-hmm. just someone having an anxiety attack not related to being about to being murdered by them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a sweet thought. Curious. I yeah. have an alternate theory too that this was written by David Gordon Green. Oh, this was this was his prep work. Yeah. He's really <laughs> nervous about making Halloween. Was right. cutting some apples. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then um, uh, so I got I got a couple more and we're kinda blowing through mine. Great. Um so obviously so I mean I wanted to start with Halloween and a slasher film and then the next obvious choice if we we're gonna try to dive into uh or get into Halloween fan fiction, I think, is what I would call the most goth movie of all the goth movies wait 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 let me guess i am lost boys uh the craft the craft is a good guess um but this is like nightmare before christmas nightmare before christmas yes yes because like the the craft is a goth movie but it's like surface level you know it's like what a like probably adult men who wrote it think teenage girls think about witchcraft yeah. And The Nightmare Before Christmas is like about, I think, some very damaged characters that teens yeah. actually connect to. I mean, yeah. Sally is like red it's flags all over the self-harm in that situation. Oh, yeah. Like all the stitching up like the yeah. wounds and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. It's all, yeah. Very Jack Skellington, cutty. like yeah. full-blown eating disorder. Yeah. And, like, that look in the goth community, too, like, the tall, rail-thin mm-hmm. guy. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it's a thing. So, naturally, these got pretty erratic pretty fast. Yeah. My Nightmare uh, Before Christmas <laughs> fanfic <laughs> that I found also got very erotic. I wonder if it's the same one. Ooh, yeah. Tell, stop me if this sounds familiar. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. So, uh... It's called A Very Merry Christmas. No shit. It's the same one. Is this the one? This is the first time this has happened. (laughs) That's great. Um, Well, do you want to take it from here? Well, I mean, we should team do this one. This is literally, we've never come across the same one before. I'm just, I'm just very, this is like being struck by lightning. This is great. I guess we are doing a Halloween episode, but... The chances were higher, I think, than yeah. normal, but <laughs> we, sure. Uh, yeah, our focus is a little bit narrower, but still, A Very Merry Christmas. And that same author had a few, but that's yeah, the one that I read. So they're they're all part of the... The series was called Bone and Stitches, I think. Yeah. Which is hot, honestly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so I read... I actually accidentally read the, the middle one. I guess Bone and Stitches is a larger thing, but then... A Very Merry Christmas had three parts, and I read the second part by accident. Gotcha. Well, I read the first part, so... Why don't you kick us off and all? Great. So, it starts off really... Uh, starts off very sweet, mm-hmm. and clearly these the, the author of this mm-hmm. loves uh, Nightmare Before Christmas because Definitely. has so much love for the characters and is like... Right. Writes very in depth about like their feelings, mm-hmm. uh, and it's also I think very clear that the uh, author is desperately crying for help. Oh yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This one is kind of like, yeah, this one is mostly just sweet, but there is there is one one thing in particular that I think is weird about it. 
There's a lot that I think is weird well, about it, but I want to hear please, your thing well, as we'll well. Get, we'll get there when we get there, so please continue. Okay, so the author is uh, Kaka Shif- Shifan, <laughs> 727. Mm-hmm. It starts out really sweet. Um, Jack Skellington, dressed in his costume, his Santa costume, mm-hmm. uh, offers Sally a present. And the present is a ring so that they can get married because they've been together for two years, but only living together for about six months, which Mm -hmm. I thought was a fun detail (laughs) that was was added in. Um, So he, so they start kissing and uh, there's this whole long process of Jack Skellington being worried about if their sexual... Uh, if this sexual exploration goes any further, that he doesn't know what to do because he's a literal skeleton with no penis. So but he like, knows what sex is because he. I think there's like the implication that he remembers it from when he was alive. Yeah, and he's read books next yeah. to her while she's asleep. That's mm-hmm. another detail that like comes <laughs> yes. in. Uh, so. I obviously, as reading this, am also interested in how they're going to solve that sex issue. So we're going through and it's very long, very sensual buildup. She's Uh like undressing him and like kissing down his rib bones and then gets all the way down to his like empty scooped out pelvis Uh and just starts licking the inside of his pelvic bone. Yeah. at that point, Jack is like losing it, like whimpering and like calling out Sally's name. And basically the thing that makes him go nuts is when she starts sucking on his tailbone. And that was just such a vivid, like visceral yeesh <laughs> moment that I had. That I think if you give me a second, I can find that uh, that quote. Oh, man. Well, I mean, it's all... Like, they never once break the convention that he is a full-blown skeleton (laughs) and Uh, she is a stitched-together, like, zombie doll person. Yeah. Like, he only touches her with his mandibles or whatever they call them. Yeah, phalanges. Phalanges, yes. Yeah. Oh, my lord. And it is hot. (laughs) It's, it, yeah, well, it is what it is. (laughs) Okay, I feel like. Okay, I, yeah, I found it. I found it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. So I'll start up a little bit higher, then I'll jump down to the good stuff. Okay. All he can do is moan as her hands work his spinal column. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so let's uh let's jump down a little bit. Um Wimpers freely escape him now as he feels her lips press hard and rough kisses around the inside curves of his pelvis. His body shakes as he feels the soft, wet, and warm texture of her tongue drag along his sensitive area, and he has to clutch the bedsheets with his phalanges in order to keep himself from involuntarily bucking his hips forward again lest he accidentally hurt her. She continues to wrap her tongue and lips around his bones, slicking the porous surfaces and sometimes even going so far as to suck on them. This drives him mad. Hands scrambling at the comforter and heavy grunts of, grunts of desire erupting out of his mouth. When he isn't pitifully moaning her name, which only spurs him on faster, blah, blah, blah. It's about a bone sucking. Yeah. Uh, uh... 
He yeah. just nods, watching as she once again dips down to work on his pelvis and spinal cord. The longer she does so, the more he can, the more he can feel his self control evaporating. His bony feet starting to curl up from the pleasuring sensations. God, does she know what she is doing to him? <laughs> does she know how to does work she, a does, skeleton? Does she know what she's doing to him? Does she know? Because how could bones. she? How could she? Bones. She's literally just licking bones. <laughs> oh man! Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. It's it's like that. Yeah. It's three chapters of that. So that's uh that is committing to a bit. So I uh, that was definitely my that was my the best I had. <laughs> so oh. I'm glad that you had it too. <laughs> that was the best you had? Y- yeah. That's the best that I've found, ever had. You said, <laughs> you said that you found the weirdest erotica that you'd ever read. Yeah. That's the weirdest erotica I've ever read. Is that not the weirdest erotica you've ever read? I guess I'm just desensitized at this point. I mean, I read the Harry Potter and Moaning Myrtle erotica. And that's weirder than Harry getting a weird ghost hand job. I guess he was the one moaning in that scenario. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I've got. I do have two others. Um, one is is related to stuff that we've been talking about, and then uh, and then another is just further proof that anything can be put into the fan fiction category. If you want me to jump into those. Um, yeah. And so before you jump into yours, the last one I found was called Mutants Before Christmas, uh, where Eric Lyncher is Sally and Charles Xavier is Jack. And this is like, I don't know, there's like 20 chapters of it. But the first one opens with that, the opening song that Jack Skellington does, the like, this is Halloween song. Oh, yeah. When they're introducing Halloween Town. It's that song, except it's sung entirely by mutants, and um, all of the verses are changed to suit each mutant. Like, Beast pops out, and he says, I am the one hanging from your ceiling fan, prehensile feet, soft blue fur, and very smart, instead of, like, I'm the one under your bed, or whatever they sing. That's adorable. There's a lot of it. There's a lot. Can you give me just, like, a couple more? Because that is a very cute, silly idea. Mm -hmm. Nightcrawler, I am a mutant with tail and blue face, here in a flash and gone without a trace. Great. Give me another uh, one. <laughs> this, is the, this is the mutant chorus. This is our X. This is our X. Neat X. Great X. Our X. Only X. Proud X. Town X. Aw. That's cute. Because they're, cause they're X-Men. Because they're X-Men. Instead of, yeah. Well, and it's yeah. like they're in X-Town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mystique, and, Mystique and Jubilee. In this town we call home, everyone's a mutant and very proud. That's the last one. <laughs> Didn't even try to go for the rhyme that time. No, did not. Oh, uh, that's funny. That okay. is funny. Uh, yeah, well, that's cute. I'm glad that – I think that the goth community and the people that like really love Halloween – are just by and large they're just they're just sweetie pies you know mm-hmm. they just metal like, uh metal dudes too also sweetie pies i know yeah, like you've a ever total been friends metal with... head oh yeah 
and we talked with him. He's just like he's just a he's just a weird goofball. And yeah, they're nice. the nicest dudes that yeah. you'll ever meet. Yeah, and they will like full roundhouse kick your jaw off of your face, but like in good fun. Sure. They'll also um, like those are the guys who you want to go to if you need to get your car jumped. Yeah, that's true. They usually have tools and yeah. jumper cables. Yeah. Sorry. Often as a part of a costume they're making. Right. So, go, go ahead. So, um, when I was looking for Halloween stuff, I also was looking for slash, but I didn't put the slasher slash thing together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, man, proud of you. Uh, I sure. found Death Note slash, which is the anime, uh, which is sort of based on Sherlock Holmes, which I've been into recently is it? looking up Sherlock Holmes fanfic. You, what'd I see. You say? Uh, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, I just I don't know anything about Death Note. Oh well, let me just give you a quick little primer. Uh, L is sort of like Sherlock Holmes. He's this super brilliant uh, detective, and mm. Light is sort of like Moriarty, who has this Death Note book where if you write people's names down, uh, they die. And so he's trying to. What is Willem yeah, Dafoe play? Willem Dafoe played the Shinigami, which is a demon of death who controls the death note or who brings the death note to mortals basically just because he's you know an ancient demon who just enjoys watching people suffer so So, willem dafoe yeah he just played himself yeah (laughs) but uh yeah it was very cute again yeah it was slash they uh this was the thing that i was I was only disappointed in this because they go to a Halloween party and basically fall in love. L mm. and Light, uh, they go, uh, and L dresses up like half acidly, like a vampire, and mm. Light dressed up as a puppy dog. Uh, I thought another interesting detail was they started cuddling during the movie Dead Silent, which you probably uh-huh. haven't heard of, but it's like the same dudes that made Saw. And it looks terrible. I looked for, I looked up a trailer, but that was just such a weird horror movie choice. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And then they like kiss at the end and they're like, what is this feeling? And Elle says, I think it's love. And that was, what is this feeling by Shy But Deadly? <laughs> you sure it's not called, what is this feeling in parentheses? I think it's love. Dash L. <laughs> Yeah, that would have saved, I mean, that would have saved some writing time. But, uh, so that one was just fun and cute and fluffy and and some Halloween slash. What I want, what I wanted was just give me something more clever with their Halloween costumes. Like if you're writing Halloween costume party fanfic and you're getting all of these different characters together, like really, like be creative with the Halloween costumes. I I would say that I spent, at least 40 like conservatively 45 minutes last week just coming up with um combination halloween costumes with my boss yeah because it's ma- mashup yeah mashup costumes it's the best thing mm-hmm. about halloween is coming up with funny costumes mm-hmm. i was talking with Lindsay, and she had was just like coming up with different medical related things to go mm-hmm. for as Halloween. And my favorite were as a chemotherapy bag and a cane. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. just like what a garbage bag with some, uh, with just like some like volumetric green notes liquid on it. <laughs> yeah. 
but anyway, yeah, I just I want I wanted a little bit more out of that. That's yeah. no disrespect, shy but deadly, but that's just what I wanted. They were just a dog and what a vampire, a like dog, a and like vampire? he just found some vampire fangs in a cape. And yeah. I'm just like, you could, like, you could have dressed up as Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty or something like that. Like, have fun sure. with it, guys. Sure. Uh, but the the next one that I found, I was happy. I I basically just wanted to find Hocus Pocus fan fiction, mm-hmm. and I did, and that was nice. And the the writing in this was called "A Meeting Between a Demon and Three Witches" by YouTube Fandom Fan 2018. Um, and that name of the the author is going to come in at the end of this. So uh, it starts out very familiar scene. They are reviving the Sanderson sisters. Um, uh-huh. And they all come back, and they're all very much their personalities from the uh, the movie Hocus, po- Hocus Pocus. So Classic. there's the bouncy, silly witch, the the the, the dumb witch, and then the the bossy, like a uh, powerful leader witch gal. And so that was very fun. That was one of my favorite Halloween movies when I was a kid. But there's this dark, like green eye demon that has revived them. And it writes only in bold letters and is very creepy. And the Sanderson sisters are like really freaked out by it. And so uh, they're going through this whole sequence and they're about to go, uh, you know, start their reign of terror all over again. And then at the end, nobody asks, but the demon points out that nobody bothered to ask what his name was and uh-huh. says his name is Antiseptic Eye. And just <laughs> leaves it there, which left me like, okay, who's antiseptic eye? Zach, can you guess who antiseptic um, eye is? The author of the story spelled backwards? No, that's, I mean, that is a good guess though. <laughs> uh, so I put it into Google just because I was like, am I missing out on some part of pop culture here that is being referenced? And yeah, I was. The strangest part of pop culture I've ever heard of. So there is an Irish YouTuber who does uh-huh. Let's Plays called Jack Septic Eye. What's a Let's Play? Let's Plays are like when you play video games and talk about it and then upload you playing video games and talking about it on YouTube. I actually, YouTube. I have to stop you there because I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just, so that's... Uh, uh, that's the end of the podcast, everybody. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So his name is Jack Septic Eye. Uh-huh. And this character, Antiseptic Eye, is a fan creation based on his creepy thumbnail images of this floating green eye where Jack Septic Eye is possessed by a demon, that floating green eye, and is evil and magical and is taking over Jack Septic Eye's body. Uh, okay, can I let me try to wrap my head around this? There's a YouTube channel where a guy makes videos about playing video games. His fans have created a fan fiction based on his the the artwork on his uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, that involve a demon possessing him. It looks like a green glowing eye, mm-hmm. a la Sauron. And somebody else has written fan fiction about that demon 
interacting with the gals from Hocus Pocus. Yep. I, it was cool. just, yeah, it was just one of those things that it's like, yeah, this is just proof. If you can think of it, it exists. Like, cause I could have never thought of that, but it exists. That's, <sighs> I think, I mean, it, that's the thing. It's just the more we look at this stuff, the more, the more I feel we're completely out of our element. Yeah, we are. I I don't feel equipped to understand the world. I feel less mm-hmm. and less equipped to make sense out of the world. I feel less secure in my position in this world than I did when we started. <laughs> Me too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything's uh, fallen apart. Uh, uh, good night, Andrew. Good night, Zach. Okay, so what's your what's your best mashup costume? Um, let me see. Uh, I would go as Megatron, which mm-hmm. is just uh, like the the Transformer Megatron riding mm. one of the Tron bikes. Mm, that's pretty good. Thanks. Or what's like, uh, I do. Um, this one's actually pretty easy because you can just cut them out of foam. I've done this before, but you do uh you do a crocodile head and lobster claws and you go as uh crocodile rock lobster i like that i like that let me see it's pretty easy there was a good one we were we were joking about this the other day and there was a good bernie sanders one mm. oh that was what it was you just go as an old man on fire and it's bernie sanders <laughs> bernie uh, sanders yeah solid uh you could be okay. Hang on, hang on. You could be um, like a little French dessert pastry in a like debutante dressed and dress, and you could be John Beignet Ramsey. <laughs> I like that. Uh, you could you could dress up as a buttermilk biscuit with uh, with a cane and go as limp biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Zach here, and thanks for listening. If you want to find more episodes, you can at fanfictionshow.com. Our Instagram and Twitter handles are at fanfictionshow. And if you want to contact us, you can at Zandrew at fanfictionshow. Also, we did a pretty good job of citing our sources this week, so happy Halloween, suckers. Happy Halloween, suckers. (laughs) 